This episode is brought to you by the Sports Business Classroom Business of Basketball Immersive Experience in Las Vegas. Taking place July 14th through the 20th during the Las Vegas Summer League, the Business of Basketball program is an immersive training and educational experience for the basketball leaders of the future. If you dream of working in basketball and want to take your basketball experience, knowledge, and network to the next level, this program was designed for you. Majors include the league salary cap, scouting video and analytics, and media broadcast. This is an amazing opportunity to invest in your future and the chance for you to prove that you have what it takes in the business of basketball. Listeners can take advantage of early bird pricing at sportsbusinessclassroom.com. That's sportsbusinessclassroom.com. Please note that space is limited and this program will sell out. So if you're interested in taking your basketball career to the next level, head on over to sportsbusinessclassroom.com today. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, basketball fans, to the No Trade Clause podcast. We are coming back at you live from our studio here at the Thomas & Mack Center in Las Vegas. We're glad to have everybody back for another installment of the pod. And on this one, I'm joined by Oliver Aruda, a fellow NTC contributor. But on this one, we have the unique privilege of welcoming on Haywood Highsmith, uh, forward from Miami Heat. He actually just came off of a summer league performance here over at the uh, Cox Pavilion. So we really appreciate his time this afternoon coming in and just kind of picking his brain about a little bit of how, how things go and his journey as a basketball player. So, hey, well, thanks so much for joining us. And we're excited to have this conversation with you here this afternoon. Appreciate you guys having me. Excited to be here. Thank oh, you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we'll jump right into things. I uh, wanted to start here at the beginning of your journey as a basketball player because you came from, uh, you know, just working as a, as a Division II player at a Wheeling. And, you know, you went undrafted and you had a unique journey as a basketball player, kind of just grinding your way up to where you are now, you know, playing on the summer league team, being a part of the Miami Heat. So I just wanted to first off just ask you, you know, that journey kind of coming up as uh, kind of like more of an overlooked player, underrated player, uh, you know, not being selected as part of the draft process. Uh, you know, how did you kind of or how have you been kind of dealing with that kind of tag that comes along with being like more of like an underrated player, overlooked player? Do you have that chip on your shoulders that helped drive you as you progress through your career and the various stops through your career so far? Yeah, I mean, um, when I was playing basketball at a young age, I always was overlooked as a player, high school, college, you know. So um, always having that chip on my shoulder has always been a thing of mine. You know, I'm an underdog and I'm underrated, you know, and I just I do things to prove people wrong. You know, I've been doing it my whole life. And, you know, that's my motivation. My family has been my support system no matter what. And um end of the day, you know, anything is possible. And I just kept pushing until I got my goal, which is NBA, obviously. And then, uh, you know, I never looked back and, you know, just try to just give it all I got. Definitely, man. And getting over that hump, getting over that mountain. But obviously, once you get to the NBA, there's still a ton of work left to do, right? So you've got, you know, you started off getting some 10-day contracts in the Phillies organization. Now in, uh, had some stops in Miami, got, some, got a few 10 days. Ultimately, that led to, you know, some... Uh, longer-term deal, and what are some methods that you've put into effect to get that longer-term contract? You know, a lot of guys get 10 days, especially with COVID, right? right. You know, it's it's easier to get a 10-day when all these guys are missing sick, and you get a call last minute, agent will call you, man, we need you in the arena tonight. But how do you stick? How do, What did you do that maybe someone else could benefit from to, to make them stick? Yeah, I really think a big part of, you know, why I sticked was I was the first one always in the gym and always one of the last ones to leave. I put in the extra work, um, you know, with the heat and also in the G League as well. You know, if you ask around the league, you know, I'm probably one of the hardest workers 
you know, in the G League and the NBA. I just, I just like, I just like playing basketball. You know, I love it. And um, my advice would be just, you know, just grind. You know, put in the extra work, put in the unseen hours. You know, I'll give an example. I had a 10-day with the Heat. This was like right before All-Star break. So, uh, you know, I, I played a game and my 10-day was still going over All-Star break. So I actually stayed in Miami and, you know, was using the facilities during All-Star break while everybody was, you know, on vacation or whatever. So, you know, I think stuff like that, you can really, you know, put yourself, you know, in good position when you put in the extra work and you show general managers and staff that you know that you're locked in and, you know, you're, you want to be great and, you know, you put in the work to be great. Mm-hmm. That's actually a good point because there are a certain amount of, you know, the rules say whether it's a 10-day contract, but you also need to fulfill a certain amount of games within that, those 10 days. So it could technically go longer, right? Yeah, yeah so for sure. So you definitely, it sounds like you took advantage of that. I think that's some great advice that hopefully other people can take advantage of as they make their way. I really keyed in on a few words that you were putting out when you are talking about the way you play and what made you stand out and get to the point where you are today. You talked about being the first one in the gym. You talked about being a hard worker, just putting your nose to the grindstone and really going out there and setting yourself apart from the, by the hustle that you display on the court. I witnessed that over here at Cox Pavilion just a few minutes ago. You're playing against Boston. Uh, I saw you pick up almost half court and, you know, you almost forced a 24-second violation, you know, by yourself. You picked up. You, you really took pride in defense. That's something that stood out to me. It, it seems like you're a natural fit for, for the, the heat culture that we hear all about all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's that, it's that words, that term that's thrown around in, in, in any kind of circle in the NBA that you will go and, and look at. So I just want to ask you about that unique aspect that that, that team brings specifically. Uh, you know, what, what have you gleaned from being a part of that environment? What, what maybe sets them apart from being a part of other organizations when it comes to the expectations they set, the standards they set? Uh, you know, what, what have you kind of gained so far from just being a part of that um, really high-quality organization that places a huge emphasis on some of the things that you take pride in, such as working hard and just being a dog on the court? Yeah, uh, the Miami Heat, you know, they're all about culture, like you said. Um, I think the culture, you know, starts from the top with Pat Riley, obviously, you know, and then goes, you know, to the players, you know, the coaches, you know, and everybody's locked in on one goal, and it's all about winning. That's what Heat culture is about, winning being tough, being physical, you know, being in the best condition, being the hardest working team in the NBA. And it starts with defense. Like, you know, like you said, I like to play defense as well. But, you know, one thing I'll say is heat culture is not for everybody, you know. The tough guys stick, you know, and I'll say that. But, uh, you know, I love the heat culture since I've been there. You know, I've learned so much. You know, we got great coaches. You know, we got great players. You know, got one of the hardest working players in the NBA, Jimmy Butler. You know, you got Kyle Lowry, another hardworking guy. So um, I also learned from P.J. Tucker, who's not with the team anymore, obviously, but he's also a guy that really embodies Heat culture. Udonis has him as well. But um, Heat culture is all about just being tough, gritty, the underdog, and, you know, just being just playing defense, stuff that I like to do. So that's why I fit it so well. So, um, you know, I'm all about Heat culture. I love it, man. Yeah, I love man. it. It's funny you actually mentioned P.J., um, you know, well, I was curious. We were curious, you know, learn. What did you get the chance to learn from him? And I'm sure you guys, you know, playing a similar position, playing a similar role on a team, and his experience, not only in the NBA but his whole basketball career, his basketball journey, kind of similar to yours, where he had to like really scrape and claw for every opportunity he got. And then once he kind of got settled in the league, you know, now the sky's the limit. He just got a nice payday from Philly, so maybe t- uh, on the court and then also off the court managing being a professional in this league. What are some things you took away from him? Yeah, PJ was one of the guys I looked up to when I was on the Heat. Um, you know, just the way he plays, you know, the way he is on, in timeouts and the way he's in the locker room, you can just tell that, you know, he just wants to win. 
and you know, he wants to win it. You know, he wants to do anything that can help us win. You know, he's not a guy that's going to fill the stat sheet, fill a bunch of points, and, you know, a whole bunch of stats. But, you know, he does winning things. You know, he dives on the floor. He sets screens. You know, he hustles, get offensive rebounds. He guards the best players, you know. And I really think that, you know, I can really look at his game and I can see myself in it a little bit. You know, I'm obviously I'm not P.J. Tucker. He's a seasoned vet. You know, he's um, guarded some of the best players in this league. But, um, you know, looking at him, it definitely gives me faith that, you know, it's a spot in the league for me in the rotation, you know, and just trying to just get there some way, some, some way somehow. And, you know, um, P.J. was just a guy that was just, you know, he played through injuries. He played through a lot of things. But he's, he's a tough guy, one of the toughest guys in the NBA, one of the guys who worked the hardest in the NBA. And, you know, he just, he's just got that dog in him for sure. Absolutely, 100%. And that's a common theme throughout that entire team. Those are they're interesting personalities as a part of the Miami Heat team, to say the least. Uh, you know, one guy that you had mentioned before, Jimmy Butler, I wanted to chunch on real quick. I mean, this dude has his own brand. You know, he has the, the big face coffee. He charges $20 a cup, you know, very premium <laughs> service. I don't know if you've had a chance to try out that kind of coffee yet. Or I haven't. I actually drink, you know, not a lot of coffee, but I drink coffee sometimes. But I haven't tried it. But I, I heard it's pretty good. So uh, I'm looking to try it soon. Worth, sure. 20, worth 20 bucks, you think? Mm, it depends. I don't know if coffee should be worth 20 bucks, but it depends. We'll see. we'll see. We'll see. I don't. That might be a little high. I don't know. Yeah, well, we have to get back to him on that and yeah. see if he can offer a little bit of discount. I heard that he doesn't do that. That's not a part of his uh, DNA. But you know, maybe he can make an exception for you. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Jim, I've knew Jimmy since Philly, so we go way back. So maybe we'll see. Oh, nice, nice. I wanted to dive into that a little bit more since you know him. You have a background with him previously. Uh, you know, he's one of those big personalities. You know, some people kind of put this unfair label on him earlier in his career of being a, a difficult guy to work with, uh, you know, this guy in the locker room that just causes problems. But I think it's evident over his performance over the past few years or so with Miami, that's just not the case. He's a guy that elevates teammates, elevates everybody that he works with and inspires people to go out there and just work hard. So, you know, would you say there's, um, you know, certain things from him that you have picked up that, you know, you're taking forward with you in your career, things that he's teaching you that you're carrying forward? Is it sort of similar themes to P.J. Tucker, things you've learned from him? Anything, you know, maybe separate or different that you've learned from him? Like, what, what's your experience been like working I, with him both I, now and in the past? I think the big thing with Jimmy is his mentality, the way he is and, you know, the way he thinks. You know, he has the same type of mentality P.J. has. You know, they're, they're just dogs. You can just tell they just want it. You know, you're not going to take it from them. You know, they're going to do whatever it takes to win. And, um, you know, I've been with Jimmy since, like I said, so I've, I've been saying it for a minute, you know, the way he plays, you know, how he is, you know, in the locker room. And, you know, he's all about winning, you know, and he's a, he's a great guy off the court as well, you know, if you get to talk to him. But um, he's all about winning, you know, that's all he cares about. And I'm um, definitely a superstar in this league, you know, and I'm very blessed to have him as a vet, you know, on the team that I'm on right now. I guess we want to wrap up with, you know, the whole, the whole reason, like, why we're here and, you know, what we're trying to get out of these next few months. Obviously, uh, players in the offseason, they look to improve their game. They look to stay sharp, stay competitive. We, talk, we talked about sticking in the league, what it takes. So getting some new things in your bag or perfecting certain things about your game, that's part of it so you can stick, right? So what are some things that you got honed in on? I mean, obviously, we spent a ton of time in the yeah. gym together. Yeah. What, do you, what are some things you honing on on this specific offseason to, you know, be able to contribute to Miami again this season, yeah, upcoming season? Yeah, I think um, a big part of me has always been, it starts with defense for me. You know, I can go, I feel like I can guard the best players in the league. You know, right now I have a great wingspan and like seven feet, I'm like six five, six six. So I can guard, you know, some of the best wings, maybe some point guards, you know, and some fours as well if they're going small. So I think it starts with defense for me, you know, just being active, you know, being a defender I know I can be. And, um, you know, in the offense end, I feel like, you know, it's all about just making sure my three-point shots stay consistent, you know, not hesitating. You know, making sure my feet are set, making sure it's one motion. 
you know, obviously that labels him as kind of like a 3 and D guy, you know, and that kind of fits the Miami Heat culture and it fits this league. You know, 3 and D guys, you know, make, a, make good money in this league, which I want to be, you know. But um, I think just this offseason is all about just being, being in the best shape, make sure I'm lifting, make sure, you know, I'm putting the right foods in my body, you know, and just making sure I'm ready to go, you know. Um, I think um, another part, you know, also just screening as far as you're not going to be the four for the Heat, maybe sometimes with Jimmy and me, Jimmy on the floor, he can be the three, he can be the four. So just screening, you know, they're switching one through four, and I'm the four trying to screen a lower half and get in that little pocket, create that show world, which P.J. did so well. Yeah. And, you know, a guy like also Caleb Martin did so well for the team that I was, you know, obviously watching in the playoffs, do, watching them do that a lot. So, um, you know, watching that, I think I can, you know, work on that, you know, this offseason. And um, as you know, in the gym, you know, just trying to just get better, you know, with Ronnie in Miami, just trying to get better every day. And, you know, just, you know, trying to, you know, improve every day and get better every day, like I said. Man, all this talk about grinding and getting in the gym, being better every day, it's got inspired me, man. Like, I heard about an open run going on, um, you know, nearby this yeah. evening. So, yeah. I'm like, it makes me want to just jump in there. Like, forget going on in the town, man. I know it's Vegas and stuff, but I want to get in the gym. Go now. ahead, go ahead, and, go ahead and get some buckets, man. I believe oh, yeah. it. I believe it. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that, man. Yep. Uh, so, that's going to uh, wrap up our episode here uh, from live from Thomas and Mack Center. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in and giving us a little piece of your day. Thanks so much, um, you know, to, to Haywood here for joining us on this podcast. Best of luck to you, man. Very impressive performance here against the Celtics this afternoon. Keep doing your thing, and I wish all the best for you going forward. I appreciate that, man. Appreciate you guys having me. Appreciate you, Oliver. Appreciate you, my guy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, no problem at all, man. So, uh, you know, just as a reminder to everybody out there, we do have a resource, No Trade Clause. NoTradeClause.com is where you can find all of our resources, such as cap sheets, transaction log, draft capital, all the good stuff there. If you guys are just looking to kind of deep your knowledge of the NBA and kind of keep up with, with, with what's going on here um, on a day-to-day basis. So we'll be back here live from Thomas and Mac a few more times over the next week or so with more podcasts with some more great guests, um, you know, such as our guy right here, Miami. And um, be sure to tune in here if you're live. Stop by our booth, um, check us out, and we're really happy to just have the opportunity here to bring out more podcasts to you guys. So until next time, enjoy the summer league action. Take care of yourselves. Uh, stay cool in the summer much here, and we'll be back before you know it on another podcast. We'll see you guys soon. This episode is brought to you by the Sports Business Classroom Business of Basketball Immersive Experience in Las Vegas. Taking place July 14th through the 20th during the Las Vegas Summer League, the Business of Basketball program is an immersive training and educational experience for the basketball leaders of the future. If you dream of working in basketball and want to take your basketball experience, knowledge, and network to the next level, this program was designed for you. Majors include the league salary cap, scouting video and analytics, and media broadcast. This is an amazing opportunity to invest in your future and the chance for you to prove that you have what it takes in the business of basketball. Listeners can take advantage of early bird pricing at sportsbusinessclassroom.com. That's sportsbusinessclassroom.com. Please note that space is limited and this program will sell out. So if you're interested in taking your basketball career to the next level, head on over to sportsbusinessclassroom.com today.